It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. And action, away we go. Welcome to Here's Your Freaking Podcast with the Jason Lee and Cluck Show. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Remember, you can stay up to date. All things JLNK just by heading over to jlnkshow.com. Obviously, that includes uh, all episodes of the podcast, plus we got social media, uh, videos, all kinds of fun stuff. So if you're looking to kill some time, that's a great place to do it. What are we going to learn on the podcast today? <clears throat> We're a little dick heavy on the podcast today. We got a lot of talk about dick. That includes, how do the porn stars keep it up all the time? How do we measure our dongs? Oh, There's a right way and a wrong way for everything. Everything you ever wanted to know about expired condoms. And then we'll hear from the ladies. The six things that every guy needs to stop trying out in bed without asking. The donkey punch. Uh, we got a couple of crazy stories about a highway crash and dildos, and then we've got our worst person on the planet. And we'll get to all that here shortly. Let's uh, let's start with the with the with the dong chatter right off the bat. If you're suffering from ED, erectile dysfunction, what do you need to do? What's that commercial on TV? Hims. Are you bald? Do you have a limp wiener? Hims has got your solution. There's a new study that says the root of the problem. With erectile dysfunction is you're not getting enough sleep. Enough sleep. Ah. You knew either sleep or water was yeah. the answer. Yep. That's the answer to everything. Got a fucking problem? I do. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you getting enough water? Mom, I've got cancer. Oh, just take a nap. Have a glass of water. You'll be fine. Stanford University study has uncovered a possible link between erectile dysfunction and insomnia. suffering from a lack of sleep are also struggling with failure to get it up. Even worse, those in the study who were treated for their insomnia were also more often treated for erectile dysfunction. Huh. Suggesting that insomnia treatments may actually make ED worse. Well, that's that's not fun at all. Maybe we should start taking that whole CPAP machine a little bit more seriously. All right, how do porn stars do it? We all know that male porn stars don't make all that much much money, but what a good job to have. Some days, every guy is fantasized about becoming a, a porno star, right? Well, yeah. Fellow by the name of Tommy McDonald. He uh, is a veteran performer in the pornography business. How far will some dudes go to keep it up? Because remember, you've got an all-day scene, right? Didn't back in the day there was the rumor that there were fluffers, like people whose whole job was it was to stroke the dick and keep it up? Right. I mean, I don't know if that was actually ever a real thing, but man, we all thought it was for a while. So your job depends on it. If you're a dude, I mean, if you start a scene and finish a scene before the scene is over, what happens? You probably lose money. You're not going to get a lot of work because they'll say, oh, no. Oh, man, I didn't, didn't get my load bonus today. Yeah, yeah, two-pump Warren. We had to call the day of shooting before lunch, before catering even showed up because he's no good at it. So, obviously, there's a lot of pressure. You have to be able to keep it up. So, how do the porn guys keep it up? Constantly fidgeting with it, Viagra. Well, this veteran porn star, Tommy McDonald, says, oh, boy. 
There's an injection. Oh, nope. And I'm out. <clears throat> a, a needle for your dick? I don't think so. He says it's not obtained legally. Hmm. Uh, he says it's nicknamed a heart attack for the dick. The injection can instantly make your little soldier stand at attention. Whoa. And then another injection can put him at ease, soldier. One for the up and one for the down. That sounds terrible. The problem is one side effect. Your wang will turn black and force a guy in the emergency room to drain the blood and uh, save the penis. Yep, yeah, that's hey, that's a hell of a fucking side effect. <clears throat> they say yeah, after, you'll get it up, but your dick might die. After prolonged use, many guys start to lose feeling in their Johnson as well. But again, it's a living. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. It's like putting gas in a car and then taking the gas back out of the car. Hey, you're like, hey, God, one second. I'll be right back. That's terrible. All right, how do you measure your penis? Uh, From the butthole, right? At some point, everybody has talked about the size of their dog. They do want to make the disclaimer that the size of your penis uh, has no actual bearing on your masculinity. That sounds like something that somebody with a small penis would say. <laughs> hey, these short-dicked kings out here spreading these lies. False notion that a bigger penis is a manlier penis. I don't think that's a false notion. I no. think a bigger penis is a manlier penis. If I saw a little penis, I'd, be, I'd say, oh, that's a cute penis. Yeah. But if I saw a big penis, I'd be like, like man, that's a badass penis. Yeah. They say the overemphasis on penis size creates a dynamic where a man's self uh, sense of self-worth is centered around the size of his penis and his sexual performance. Yeah, what was that scene in Boiler Room when Ben Affleck says, act as if you've got a nine-inch dick? The harsh, like, yeah. the harsh truth is that some people prefer sexual partners with a big penis. That's just the way it goes. But size doesn't matter as much as dudes think it it does. <laughs> Why'd she break up with you? I'd rather not talk about it. This is a great way to. Uh, she was into big dicks, <laughs> and I and I sadly uh, am not. I am a short dicked king. It's like assuming the size of your shoe tells someone how fast you can run. It doesn't work that way. The size of a man's dong has little to do with his ability to satisfy a partner or even his fertility. Hmm. FYI, average erect penis is about 5.16 inches in length. They say, so don't be fooled by what your friends are saying or what you see in adult movies. All that being said, you might be curious to know how do you stack up against everybody else? <laughs> I just eyeball it. I'm like, eh. Foot and a half. As long as you don't hold your measurements too close to your self-esteem, here's how you're supposed to measure your penis. <laughs> you hold it down. Hold it steady. Keep it from moving around. Don't you just like put it up against a door jam and then make the mark? <laughs> Have grandma make the mark at the top, and then, you know, the older you get, the, the bigger the markings get. I can't believe grandma sold the house and had all my height measurements on hey, it. What was the movie Porky's? It starts out with that, uh, that kid, Pee Wee, measuring his dick, and he keeps a chart. Yeah. So, do you measure it hard or flaccid? Hard, of course. Do you measure the foreskin? 
hey, I think you measure anything that's going to anything that's going to run up the numbers, <laughs> yeah, right? Right? Yeah. If you got a really long foreskin, absolutely chuck that bad boy on there. What if it has a curve? Do I use a flexible measuring tape? Here's how they say the experts say you're <laughs> hey, supposed to those, measure your those, penis. Use those things you use and walk off yardage. You're like, yeah, one of those wheels. Got a little wheel, like, <laughs> like he's measuring the driveway. Yeah. Okay, you can use these same steps whether you're flaccid or erect, according to the experts. If you're measuring for condom size, however, obviously you must measure for your erect penis. Hey, who are these fucking hungry? I, I don't know. Who are these hung gorillas who are measuring flaccid? I don't know. But I don't want to appear too large. Grab a soft measuring tape. That's the measuring tape that, like, a tailor uses, right? They say don't use the stiff one that a carpenter might whip out. If you have the opportunity, you have to use something that's very flexible. Place the end of the tape measure at the base of your penis where it meets the pelvic bone. Okay, the, so the top side. Yeah, so the top side of your dog. It says, if you have some fat sitting around this area, <laughs> you may have to push the fat in to feel the bone. <laughs> Fudge rounds! <laughs> 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 you fat hey, fuck. Hey, you, know, you know what? I don't want to know that bad. That sounds humiliating. I'm not going to go through that. If you have some I gotta, fat... I got to push the fat back. You have to push the fat in to feel the bone. Roll the measuring tape out to the head of the penis. The tip. It says foreskin does not... Count. <laughs> Foreskin does man. not if, count. If, if foreskin's going to bump you up by half an inch, I think foreskin absolutely counts. <laughs> they say move it out of the way and only measure to the tip of the gland. If you have a curve, try to keep the measuring tape to follow along with the curve. <laughs> it's like an S curve. <laughs> now, how do you measure the girth of your penis? You wrap it around. If it's a soft tape measure, you wrap it around the thickest part. What if all you have is a construction? If you just have a construction measuring tape, what do you do? Crinkle that metal. <laughs> <laughs> it says eight inches. I think that's fucking wrong. Oh, shit. Grab a piece of string. Hey, obviously hey. go one end to one end and then lay the string out and measure the string. I have to ask, other than satisfying your own curiosity, why would you ever need to know the exact... Like, you could figure out the exact volume of your dick. Like, yeah, I've got about a third of a cubic foot of cock down here. Mm -hmm. They say, yeah, wrap, uh, obviously wrap the tape measure around, or you can use a string. If you buy carpet and padding, they come out and measure it for you. They say, hold the end of the tape measure on one's, on uh, to one side of the penis at its girthiest point. <laughs> <laughs> the word girthy will always get a laugh out of me. It doesn't uh, matter. Shit. That's really funny. All right, what do we know about expired condoms? Well, we knew the mo most of us carried one around on our wallet for a very long time. You're supposed to throw them away. They say the scary fact is that condoms do expire, which can result in them being less effective, not only preventing pregnancy, but also fending off STDs. Here are a few things to consider before putting an expired condom <laughs> on your on you. Uh. It says right here, if the condom's expiration date is passed, don't use it. Either, even Surely if it, there must be newer options out there for you. It says, even if the date hasn't passed, inspect the wrapper and the condom before using it. If it feels dry, <laughs> has a foul odor, <laughs> or you it's, see it's holes, rotted. don't use it. 
They say uh, a typical condom is good four to five years. Lambskin condoms only last between two and three. Lambskin. <clears throat> Store your rubber in a cool, dry place or out of direct sunlight. Oh, so wait, putting it in our wallets back in the day was the last thing we should have done. It says right here, don't store them in your wallet. Things rubbing up against them and damaging them. Your car's glove box in the bathroom where the temperature changes from hot to cold, that will mess them up as well. Toss expired condoms in the trash. Do not flush them, they say. What do you always say? You like to hide yours where where your wife won't find them? Isn't that where everybody keeps them? All right, and now for the ladies. Things they wish every guy would stop trying out in bed before asking first. (laughs) Measuring their dicks. (laughs) (laughs) These are actual things. Yep, 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 yep. I see all of these things checking out pretty easy. Communication, expressing, exploring fantasies, your curiosity, open to new experiences, spice of life in the bedroom, right? Spontaneity is pretty great, too. Yeah. Just don't sneak attack anybody. (laughs) These are the six things. Hey, people don't like that. Surprise butt stuff. We all yeah, know this, yeah, right? Yep. Yeah. I guess good on the guy who figures he's gonna get he's gonna get it that way. Right. Kamikaze! Hey, I'm gonna spring it on you. Being interested in that isn't unusual at all, the experts say. Just ramming it in there and thinking Tada is gonna do isn't. Your partner will experience unexpected pain and discomfort. <laughs> Extreme anger. Well, yeah, that's what I was aiming for. That's the only thing that gets me (laughs) off. Uh, And a desire to never do it again. Oh, so you might take yourself all out of the butt stuff game altogether. Yep. You need to stop slapping. Just because they do it in porn doesn't mean you can do it in real life. (laughs) Before you slap somebody on the ass or anyplace else. (laughs) In the face. (laughs) Yeah, you best be sure that your partner is into it. Yeah, these all sound terrifying to try without asking. What what you thought would be a turn-on is actually a big sign of disrespect, discomfort, and potential violence. Stop with the choking without asking. It may look like when you watch someone else do it on camera, it's a whole different animal. You need to discuss this with your partner before trying it. Spitting. (laughs) Stop with the fucking spitting. (laughs) Just because my mouth is open doesn't mean you need to do that to me. They say, if you're into this kink, you're into it. It's one of the things that need to be discussed beforehand. (laughs) Before you treat your partner like a spittoon. Hey, what if her disgust is the only thing I'm in search of? Yeah. (laughs) The extreme anger. Yeah. Dirty talk. Yeah, it's an art form. And a hot art form if it's properly done, right? Not all is created equal, though. The risky run is overstepping that line, and then you ruin everything. If what gets you going is degrading and humiliating, you should probably check in with them first. It's not something you just want to spring on somebody in the heat of the moment. Don't ever say it worked on my ex. Oh, come on. People aren't one size fits all. We all enjoy our own things. But because your ex enjoyed something doesn't mean that your new partner is going to enjoy it. There's kinky and then there's, well, not so much. If you have something that your last partner enjoyed and you think your new partner might enjoy it, it's a best bet if you just bring it up in conversation. But don't use the words, it worked on my ex. 
Don't ever just assume that somebody else will be into something because your previous partner was. They didn't have an issue with it. That's a post-sex conversation you don't ever want to have. All right, we laughed about this a couple of weeks ago on the terrestrial show, on the radio show, and I don't remember how in-depth we got with it. I don't think we got this in-depth because they use a term on here that, to me, is hilarious. You're on a road trip. You're on your way home from somewhere close by. It doesn't matter. I told you the story once. I was on my way home from golf, and I had to stop at a gas station that was two blocks from my house, and I said, I need the bathroom key. And the guy said, I can see your house from here practically. And I said, I need the bathroom key. And he knew what was happening. I had to go potty. I wasn't going to make it two blocks. How does your body know that it's time to go when you get closer to home? Somebody finally decided to look into it. And they call it latch key incontinence. <laughs> latch key incontinence. Can you come up with a little more dignified term, please? Incontinence is a rough word. I always just thought it was like your body knew where you most most relaxed in the entire world behind the door of your house. So your body knows when you're going to be so relaxed. They say latchkey incontinence is a urinary urge triggered by habits. While the habits may have nothing to do with when you get home, many of us take a trip to the bathroom as soon as we get in the front door, thus conditioning ourselves to have to do it that way all the time. Again, it's just, it eventually becomes a part of your routine. I can get up in the morning on the weekend and leave the house and not come back until, geez, late, like late, late, late that night and I'm fine. During the workday, though, I'm only gone for what, five, six hours? I go home and it's like, it's like pounding at me. It's like, go, go, you magnificent stallion. They say, despite the name, it's not just connected to getting into the front doors, it can be triggered by something like getting into a shower. Washing our hands, hearing running water. Bottom line is, your latchkey incontinence is mental. You can condition yourself out of that urge. Just as easy as you conditioned yourself to squirm once you enter the home. Hmm. Well, this looks hilarious. It's all fun and games until a semi tips over and dildos and lube spill out all over to the interstate. A rollover crash in Oklahoma saw what appeared to be a payload Hi-yo. of sex toys and lubricants scattered all over the roadway. And that's funny because you never really think about it. those things need to be shipped somewhere. Yeah. So somewhere on the road right now, there's a truck full of fake dongs. Yeah. A helicopter reporters on the scene couldn't definitely identify what had been spilled. Camera work showed... What absolutely looked to be bottles of lube and boxes of vibrators. The vibrators seem to be an easy cleanup. That lube, man, if it's not water-soluble. The accident happened very close to a major adult-focused product distribution hub. (laughs) Where do you work? I'd rather not say. So it's like Amazon, but it's sex toys. I mean, you got trucks running in and out of there all day. One of them just might tip over. I guess That's hilarious. I guess you don't think that some those things all need to come from some place. They don't just materialize. Yeah. Uh, Florida man, here you go. Here's the worst person on the planet. Busted for breaking into a boat, leaving his dookie behind as a souvenir. Okay. Uh, Michael was spotted on surveillance footage getting onto a boat while the owner the owner was asleep. 
He rummaged around looking for some loot, something to steal. He didn't find anything worth taking. So the 75-year-old man... (laughs) You're too old to be doing this. ...got upset and then pooped on the deck of the boat. It was the poop deck. Hey, he's 75 years old. He's breaking into boats looking to steal shit. Doesn't get shit, so he takes a shit. You never really hear of elderly thieves like that. The victim called 911. I, mean, I guess they have to exist, right? Yeah, well, he does. Uh, the victim called 911. Quickly enough, the, the man was found still in the marina, sitting quietly on a bench. <laughs> Police arrested as, as the guy. As 75-year-old people do. Oh, he was arrested. Uh, he was. Uh, they searched his car. It was filled with items from another robbery that had been reported nearby. Hey, somebody's grandpa out there, some trashy burglar. I do appreciate the fact that he was upset and frustrated, and his first thought was, Dookie, I'll Dookie on their boat. I'm going to take a shit on this yacht. And and he did. So there you go. Here's the worst person on the planet, and that is today's episode of Here's Your Freaking Podcast with the Jason Lee and Clark Show. Again, stay up to date, all things JL and K. Just head over to the website anytime. Hours of entertainment for everyone. Just head over to jlnkshow.com. We will see you next Tuesday. Podcasts by Federated Media.